Radio. It's a little past 11.30, 11.47 a.m. to be specific, and that means it's time for Fun the Locker Room. If you're listening to us right now, then, you've, then you uh, knew that it was we changed to Mondays. We used to do Sundays at 11.30 a.m., but um, we're glad to – I think I speak for all of us when, we're, when we say that we are very happy to be back on the air, very excited. We have a lot of uh, to cover. Obviously, NFL Sunday first week was yesterday. An entire MLB season we got to get through. Um, and just a lot to talk about, I, and I'm having trouble containing my energy because I think we're all we we missed it doing the show over the summer, and um, I think we're all happy to be here. Um, 11:30 a.m. on every Monday. Be sure to tune in 89.1 FM. You can use the WXVU app that we have. Um, the Twitter, Fun in the Locker Room is the handle. Sean and Liam do a great job uh, sending out polls and and being uh, and engaging with the fans and everybody on Twitter. Um, you know, keeping up to date with all the sports information. We record every uh, every show and we put it on YouTube in case you know you miss a show or you want to uh, react and, and listen back to one of our takes or something like that. So go check it out. Same name, Fun the Locker Room. And without further ado, I think it's time that we get into uh, football. Obviously, I'm Truett Carstair, joined by my great, wonderful co-host Liam Holloway, Sean Rankle. And let's start off with NFL season. Week one was yesterday. We obviously we know that one of our fan favorites was the Monday Night Football picks that we do. So we're gonna make sure to hit that at the end of our uh, football segment. But I'm gonna let these two take it away. Yeah, it's a crazy week of football. Nice to finally be back watching some football. A uh, lot of great games. One o'clock window. So many close games. I think not a single game in the one o'clock window was decided by more than two touchdowns. So absolutely ridiculous. Even the Jets game kept it close at the end, late garbage time touchdown. But whatever. It's nice to be back. It's great to be back. And all those games yesterday, every single one was a nail-biter. Yeah. Glue to my seat. Red zone was crazy yesterday. It was a great day of football. I think we got to get into some key takeaways, overreactions from the weekend. Rank, why don't you start us off? Yeah, so I'm um, watching the Niners-Bears game yesterday. The Niners looked decent in the first half. Trey Lance, a lot of hype this offseason. A lot of people pick him to be the MVP craziness, like next Patrick Mahomes, all this stuff. The Niners have really been dis- disrespecting Jimmy G. Three... NFC championship games he's brought them to. It's craziness, and they don't put enough respect on his name. And I think that he came back this year, and Trey Lance did not play well in Chicago. I understand it was rainy first game, but still, I think Jimmy Garoppolo starts a game this year for the 49ers. Sean, you have always been the biggest Jimmy G supporter, which no, nothing against that. It's just I, I've noticed that uh, you're always in his corner. Yeah, but he's just like he doesn't do anything wrong. He he plays the game right. He wins you games. He doesn't lose the games. The Niners are a good football team, lacking a quarterback, and Jimmy G has shown in the past that he can do these things, bring to the Super Bowl. If Trey Lance stumbles out of this gate and shows that he cannot be the future quarterback, when do the Niners be like, well? We have a good enough team to take us to like the NFC Championship game with Jimmy G. When do we just do that and realize we made a huge mistake on drafting Trey Lance? But before I let Liam go, I'm just gonna for the audience. Trey Lance, 13 of 28 attempts, 164 yards, one interception, got sacked twice, QBR 43.1, and a QB rating of 50.3. So not, not a very uh, impressive debut. Rank, I'm not a Jimmy G guy, but I totally agree with your take. Thank you. The Niners. They should have been up 40 in the first half oh, yeah. today. The Bears did not look like a professional football team in the first half. They looked atrocious. Mm-hmm. And what was it, two first downs or something Yeah, it like was that? terrible. Justin Fields looked like he'd never seen a football before. <laughs> the offensive line was garbage. The receivers, I just, I, they don't have anybody. The fact that 
the Niners only put up 10 points yeah. yesterday was absolutely pathetic, and a lot of that's on Trey Lance. I totally agree with you there. Totally. 54 agree. yards rushing, though, which I think that was one of his... Uh, yeah, uh, but... You know, it's a strong suit. Like a strong, strong suit. suit. Yeah, was was being able to be a, a dual threat quarterback, but the, you're not getting it done in the air. That's that's going to be a problem. And and Sean, I it, this hurts me to say as a Seahawks fan. This really hurts me to say, but I think you're totally right about Jimmy G. Um, his ability to be a game manager, which I think is an underrated. Um, you know, everyone's looking for these flashy QBs like the Mahomes and the Josh Allen's and Aaron Rodgers, but it's so. You know, and, and Jimmy G has proven that being a game manager and and just a game manager can get you places like uh, granted they haven't won a super bowl but they like you said they got in there they've gone to yeah. NFC championship games and when you have the whole team around that sometimes all you need is a game manager they were in the nfc championship game last year maybe a couple things go their way you know they're in the super bowl um facing up against the Bengals. but um yeah I, i'm totally with you on this one I, I i agree it's gonna be interesting to see when they transition to jimmy g if they do even even though they let him uh they they granted him the permission to uh, search for a trade partner. There was actually a rumor I saw today that apparently, if Jimmy G had not resigned with the uh, like not restructured thing and they let him go, the Rams were the leaders to resign him to get him. Why? The Rams wanted him to be back up Matt Stafford as a because he's a, one of the best insurance options in the league. That would be really really weird, but really interesting. All right, let's move on to Liam's uh, takeaway. Okay, my takeaway was that uh, the Super Bowl hangovers were in full effect. The Bengals, I, I, I will get into the Rams later. I can slander them <laughs> a ton. But the Bengals had so many opportunities to win yesterday, and their play calling, I just didn't understand it. Every single, it was always a shot downfield. Yeah. They, they didn't want to manage the game. They didn't let Joey Burr do his thing. It was just shot after shot, and it didn't really make any sense. I think the Bengals are going to have some issues, especially in that division, because Lamar Jackson looked incredible, as always. <laughs> and the Steelers, who had no business being in that game, somehow won. It's, the Rams, on the other hand, just looked, they just got outmatched by the Bills. It wasn't even close. Matt Stafford looked terrible. Defense, Jalen Ramsey was getting cooked left, right, center. It was awesome to watch. Um, but yeah, the... the um, Defending um, AFC and FC champs are going to have some issues going forward, I think. The Bengals game plan surprised me because the biggest problem in the last year, at least in my opinion, was the sacks. And Joe Burrow got sacked so many times in the playoffs. And then they got in holding the offensive line and obviously did not gel because he got sacked a lot. But the play, because seven times, as True is pointing out right now, but the play calling, like Liam was saying, if you have a problem protecting your quarterback, the amount of time you need to sit in the pocket to throw a ball downfield is ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. Nice quick like slants. They have like a good wide receiver like Jamar Chase, ball in space. He does really well. Joe Mixon, T. Higgins. I know got concussion, but still they have great wide receivers. Like get him the ball short. Let him do something with it. Don't let Joe Burrow just get sacked every time. It, it just didn't make sense watching it. Yeah, and that the red zone play calling was terrible. They had oh, multiple red awful. zone possessions that just sputtered, fumbled out of yeah. the red zone. <laughs> do, you, do you guys know how many times Joe Burrow threw the ball yesterday? He's like over forty. Fifty three. My God, that is a lot of attempts. And four picks, one fumble, and they still almost win. It was that was a bad game yesterday. I, I unfortunately was not able to watch the game live, but um, I was checking my fantasy team, and Joe Burrow is my starting QB, and I was appalled at how many picks he was picking up <laughs> in the uh, first half, and and the fumble. What was it? Four four turnovers for him in the first yeah. half, which is they had five total turnovers in the game. And they were some bad picks. Yeah, and bad granted, picks. you know he. Uh, Led a little bit of a charge to get them back to you know an OT to be competitive, but 
Um, yeah, I, I'm not worried for if I, if I'm the Bengals. The Steelers are you know very good defense. Like like you guys were pointing out that a lot of them were Joe Burrow's fault, but you know still got to give the Steelers defense credit here. Um, yeah, but it's definitely going to be some type of a Super Bowl hangover. What, what do you guys think of Mitch Trubisky starting for the Steelers? The Steelers did like nothing on offense. Yeah. The, the defense, like I think, scored most of their points. They did. Like yep. did the Steelers even get two touchdowns? I think. Uh, Minkah Fitzpatrick had the pick six. Let's see, Najee had a one yard pass. That was the first play of the game, right? Pick six. Wasn't that yeah. Burrow's first attempt? Yeah. Yeah, it was just special teams and um, the Steelers defense set him up with short fields, and yep. Mitch Trubisky did the little he could to. Like it should have been yeah. way worse. Like if, if Mitch Trubisky played better and the Steelers obviously played better, it could have been a runaway and not a close game at the end that the Bengals should have won if not for a bad snap at the end. Terrible. Is it terrible. is it too early to hit the panic button? No. No, because no. they have Kenny Pick it, in the background. Like, no, is it? It's it's not too early. Or no, is and don't hit the panic button. They don't need to hit the. Panic okay, button. I was I was not confused for a second. It's just they had a lot of problems too. I we'll get into this later, but we'll talk about special teams. Oh, <laughs> oh man, it was bad yesterday. All right, we're going to get into my take, and that is no Tyreek, no problem for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Steelers offense, I mean, excuse me, Chiefs offense, looking like they're not missing a beat at all. Mahomes, five touchdowns. What is, let me see if I'm reading this right. 30 of 39 for 360 yards. I mean, that's that's incredible. And, and you know, they're getting good production. I'm, I'm not really familiar with this uh, running back. Uh, uh, excuse me if I butcher his name. Isaiah Pacheco, is that his name? Sounds right. Was the lead lead back? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire only had seven rushing attempts, and and this Isaiah guy had twelve and a touchdown for sixty-two yards. Um, so it's great. I mean, they're getting production everywhere. But I honestly thought that no Tyreek would have been kind of a serious problem for Mahomes. But you know, you still got Travis Kelsey, arguably one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, Juju, I think, was a Juju played really underrated well. pickup. Yep. He he did what he had to do. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, two t- two receiving. Excuse me, two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, being a threat in the uh, passing game. I mean, this this offense it doesn't. They're not really missing Tyreek at all. Like, obviously they're missing Tyreek because that's a special talent that can't really find many other places. But still going to get production against a you know solid Cardinals defense. Mm-hmm. And you remember what happened last year? How the Chiefs started off? We were giving them flack week yeah. after week. Yeah. This this year, oh man, not so much. Not so much. They looked dominant and. The Cardinals aren't a bad team, no, but they not. made him look silly. Mahomes came out and heard like the controversy in the offseason. Heard Tyree Kill like saying, "Oh yeah, Tua is the uh, most accurate quarterback I've ever played with." Like Mahomes heard all the noise and just said, "I'm gonna go out there and gonna do my stuff and show them that I don't need this guy. I can do it by myself." And I'm, the, argument's sake, the best quarterback in the league, most talented quarterback mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really a debate there. No, like you could debate Josh Allen maybe a little bit, but. Patrick Holmes is like pure talent. Yeah. It's just ridiculous on display. Like he's just throwing the ball, arm angles, launching it. Like there's not a pass in the game that you'd be surprised if he made at this point. Like everything seems routine for him. Here's a stat for you. <coughs> Patrick Mahomes in opening day games, 5-0, and 18 touchdowns, no interceptions. Wow. Crazy. That's, that's gorgeous. That's really gorgeous right there. Um, and you know what? Give the Chiefs defense some credit. They, they you know, I if I could have guessed what their game plan was, it was probably – you know, contain Kyler Murray, five carries, 29 yards on the ground. They did, uh, they their, did job. their job they right there. Don't job. let him run all over you guys. And, and um, especially with the receiving core looking a little depleted, I know DeAndre Hopkins is – Hopkins has been it for yeah. half the season, I think it is. So right now, they, I mean, A.J. Green really didn't do anything. Zach Ertz, 
besides a, a touchdown uh, in the red zone, not really anything. You got Marquise Brown. Brown. <laughs> they traded a, big. Kind of a failure on I the. I think they uh, traded a first round pick for him this offseason. First rounder for Marquise it was, Brown. It was a big deal. They traded a lot for him. Your picks are overrated. Marquise Brown is honestly. A dis- he was a disappointment in Baltimore, um, and you know, big, Sorry, Lamar, third. big Lamar fan right here. I'm yeah. sure you can attest to that. Yeah, first yeah. round pick. They traded a first round pick for Marquise Brown and a third round pick. Wow, that's a lot for him. Yeah. How many games did you say Hopkins is suspended? I think it's half the season. <sighs> I right. think if he comes back, Kyler Murray will be bad because the new Call of Duty will come out again. So, how, how worried are you about the Cardinals? Six games without their, you know, top three receiver in the league on the field. Well, to be fair, they did play the Chiefs week one. True. And that's true. that's always a death sentence. They're at the Raiders next. Next week. Then it's Raiders, Rams. They don't like have an easy game until Carolina, like week yeah. four. It's like you could see it going on three possibly. They could. They could. I mean they're gonna struggle without D Hop. We saw that last season too. It's just it's not the same offense without him. That's true. When he did get injured at the end of last year it was uh it was a different team for sure. Mm-hmm. We lost to the Seahawks week 17, which is really – and the, the, we had already missed the playoffs, so that's, that's never good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Thursday night game. Bills-Rams, who wants to start it off? I'll let Liam go and slander the Rams a little bit. Yeah. Um, nothing made me happier than to see Josh Allen just pick apart that defense, especially first play. It looked like they practiced that drive probably 100 times before the season started. They had every single play down there to that play action, little <laughs> lofted ball wide open. I got to give credit to the man, uh, Gabriel, who was it? Gabriel, Gabriel Davis. Davis. Yeah. He had a game. He did. And he came out of nowhere. I know he had four touchdowns against the Chiefs in that playoff game. Uh-huh. But I was not very high on him going into the season because he was projected to go, go crazy, and he, he really shined. But the Bills have some weapons on both sides of the ball. Diggs looks like a number one receiver in the entire league. He, he looked like the best. He was cooking Jalen Ramsey. Couldn't do anything to stop it. And you heard him on you heard him on the sideline. I'm him. <laughs> it's awesome. It was awesome. Very happy for the Bills. I he might be him, but I, I think the real him is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Super Bowl. I mean, I'm excuse me, MVP favorite. I'd probably say. And this Rams defense. I mean, I don't know if they were number one last year, but they were definitely number one in some defensive category and probably top five in every defensive category. Um, you know, yes, you lose Vaughn Miller to actually the other side of the field, but um, you still have Jalen Ramsey. You still have a lot of weapons that you got to be worried about if you're Josh Allen, and that didn't phase him at all. 300 yards, three touchdowns, yes, two picks, but one of those doing picks it on wasn't the, a pick either. It wasn't his fault. Doing it on the ground too, uh, rushing, rushing touchdown. I mean, Josh Allen. I think this is. This is his season. We uh, Everyone's been talking about the Bills are up next, and they just can't get out of the AFC, and I think this is their year, and they really showed it against the defending champs, making them look silly. Yes, Stafford, I don't really know the details about – did he get – or he, he technically could have gotten Tommy John surgery. Yes. Which yeah. is crazy. But I, he didn't, right? No, uh, he didn't. Which obviously he couldn't because the season was right around the corner. But So we'll give him a little bit of a pass there. Bill's defense is still pretty good. So a little bit of a pass for Stafford. Still played I'd pretty awfully. But, um, you know, Cam Akers also didn't really do anything. Coming back from the Achilles, it's tough. Um, <laughs> I was going to I you know, I was thinking at halftime when it was 10-10, I'm like, this could be the Super Bowl matchup for this year. And now, I mean, I know one of these teams is probably going to be in the Super Bowl. 
I don't know about the other. Yeah. I, I, poor Stafford, too. He got sacked seven times. Yeah. The, you throw three picks and get sacked seven times, you're, you're not going to win. I want to give a quick shout-out to this game for the Villanova cornerback. Oh, yeah, Benford. Benford, Christian Benford, fifth-round pick, starting for the started. Uh, started for the Buffalo Bills. Had his nice introduction on the uh, NBC broadcast and played well against Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson played absolutely terrible. We'll switch gears to that guy. He, he think he was on the field for 97% of the plays, got targeted twice for, like, negative two yards. He had an actual abysmal game. There's jokes about Matthew Stafford only seeing Cooper Cup on the field. They brought in a big guy to be a number two wide receiver. I'd like they didn't throw to him. I don't understand what's the problem with yeah. him. Is it that he's not getting open? No, he was he, open. He was, he was open oh, really? a ton. Yeah. yeah. And they just were not. They just decided to throw to Cooper Cup double team. I don't know if it's gonna take some time to get used to him and things like that. But I feel like the Rams offense need to adapt and grow from just a. You saw how much better the Rams offense got when Odell Beckham came in last mm-hmm. year, and like when he got hurt in the was the Super Bowl. I think he got hurt in the yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. and like how much their offense like sputtered for a little bit because they weren't used to just having mm-hmm. Cooper Cup and. Having a second option like Allen Robinson, he's a good wide receiver. Like if they can start throwing him some more and utilizing him in certain situations, I feel like they're that's how they take the next step forward and can overcome these losses. Especially with weird. Robert Woods is still out, right? Yeah. Robert Woods is on the Titans now. Oh, he's on the Titans. He's back and playing oh, for the Titans. I missed that. Wow. Um, other side of the ball for the Rams. Let's, let's let's dig in a little bit on Jalen Ramsey. I really would enjoy if we did that. As he, he's not he's not one of the. I really liked him on the Jags, but now <laughs> he's on the Rams. I, I can't stand him. He talks too much. You see, you saw that. You guys saw that meme. It was like uh, <laughs> Stefan Diggs turned this man into a pastor, <laughs> <laughs> putting all this stuff about the Corinthians on Twitter. God, he got cooked. It was uh, surprising. Just like, surprising. Josh Allen hit him in stride every time. It, all those routes were so tight, perfect ball placement. I mean, there wasn't really anything he could do either. Yeah, it's it's so hard being a quarterback of the NFL now these days because like. These wide receivers are ridiculous. They're mm-hmm. rat running. Their catches. Their like ability to like do it. You can't really touch these guys. So when you lose like that step, that I feel like Ramsey's lost a little as he gets older. He's like not as fast, not as agile. Like he's gonna struggle this year. And it's gonna be interesting to see what the Rams could do. Maybe they switch to more zone to like try to like hide him more. But like you're paying him a lot of money not to be a good quarterback, which is detrimental to the entire team. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Ramsey? Right? Yeah. Yeah, th- I mean, you're paying him top three cornerback in the league type money, um, arguably top one. And, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say. Like, I, I, it, it's one week, so the sample size is a little um, – I'm not really sure how to interpret it, but – But he got cooked on the, the last play of the Super Bowl. Yeah. If, yeah. if jo- Joe Burton did not get sacked, mm-hmm. like, Jamar Chase yeah. had cooked him down yeah. the sideline. Mm-hmm. So is this regression, or are we just seeing that Jalen Ramsey's always been a little overrated? No, I think this is regression. He's just got it, like he obviously he was amazed with the Jaguars. I think he's just starting to decline. Mm-hmm. True. On the flip side, gotta give a shout to your boy Bobby Wagner. He did have a good, he had a good game. <laughs> Although I did see that play where Josh Allen just kind of dunked over Bobby Wagner. Yeah, that was he, he that had made a me sack. Old. I mean, I love Bobby Wagner, and I'm, I'm I'm sad to see him go to the Rams. I, I don't even know what to say. I wish him the, I wish him the best. But um, do you think the Rams are gonna, um, you know, sputter this season, or do you think this is just they ran into a juggernaut in the Bills? The with the NFC, there's no like team that you'd be like, oh my god, like who could they not beat? Like there's a bunch of just, I don't know. There's no standout team. I feel like in the NFC, so I feel like I'm not too concerned about the Rams right now because of how weak the NFC is in general. Mm-hmm. So that the Bills obviously are, like the best team of football. So like. It's one week. We'll see how they play next week. Fair. Give them, give them another week. See what happens. 
Or as we saw in the Chiefs last year, give them half a season and yeah, they'll turn around and exactly, exactly. <laughs> be a playoff team. Any other games we want to cover before we get to the break? Saints Falcons? How about that? We'll, we'll talk about that after the break. Yeah. Alrighty. You're listening to 89.1 FM WXVU. Fun in the locker room is going to be right back. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Make WXVU your home for Villanova sports. Listen for live play-by-play of Wildcats basketball and football home games. Count on V891 The Roar for coverage of Villanova sports that you won't find anywhere else. Hi, I'm Nick Langan. Join me each and every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lancaster Avenue Oasis, the very best in smooth jazz. We'll feature new tracks and some classics from the past. You can listen on demand at our website, wxvuoasis.com, or tune in every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. for the Lancaster Avenue Oasis, right here on V891, The Roar. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Showers today with the threat of thunderstorms this afternoon, high of 79. A chance of thunderstorms continues tonight, a low down to 66. Morning showers will give way to partial sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 79 degrees. And lots of sunshine Wednesday, high of 80. Villanova University's WXVU Villanova. Visit our all-new website at wxvu.org. We're on air serving the main line at 89.1 on your FM dial, or stream us anytime, anywhere on the Radio FX app. Welcome back to WXVU 89.1 FM, The Roar. Fun in the locker room. Thank you for being patient with us after the break. We're back. More football, a lot more football to talk about. Let's get right into the Saints-Falcons. Uh, yesterday, Saints were down at one point, 26-10. And I was really, really sad. The <laughs> offense looked terrible. Jameis Winston was getting hit. Almost every every single snap. And then Michael Thomas decided to come alive. Slant Boy is back, baby. He's back, and he's going to prove to be a top 10 wide receiver this year. That That's a take. That's a take. People slept on him. You know, hasn't played in, whatever, two years. Hasn't played in two years. Lost Drew Brees. Doesn't have a Hall of Fame quarterback with him. Two touchdowns, carried the Saints back, huge second half, and we come in and beat the Dirty Birds by a point on a Will Lutz game-winning field goal, 51-yard bomb. I was very happy with the way the team performed the second half. First half, terrible. we looked down and out. I thought the game was over. Red Zone stopped covering it because it looked ugly. The Saints <laughs> didn't even sack Marcus Mariota once yesterday. We made him look like he was Joe Montana. But they came back, and that second half was incredible. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, they looked like a great receiving core. Jameis picked it up a little bit. I think the Saints are going to be okay. I do, and I'm not happy about how the defense played yesterday. You cannot give up 26 points to a Falcons offense with Marcus Mariota leading leading the helm. That, that just, it cannot happen anymore, especially with the guys you got. Marshawn Lattimore, Tyron Matthew did make a huge play at the end. Um, and you know what? A win's a win. In this division, going against the Bucks next week, a win's a win, and I'll, I'll happily take this win. How do you feel about giving up 200 yards on the ground and two rushing touchdowns? It's week one, man. 
or in a better position than the uh, Super Bowl champs are, or the, the past Super Bowl champs. Are, are you concerned at all with, with the run defense? Not no. at all. We have weapons up front. Cam Jordan's going to be okay. Davenport's going to be okay. And we got we got other guys on defense. I know we we did lose a couple couple key guys, but our defense is going to be our our main thing this year. I'm not worried at all. Week one stuff happens. I think the Saints are going to be okay. I'm not as confident that Michael Thomas is back, considering Ooh. he. I don't think he had a single catch in the first half, and then I understand he got two touchdowns, but only had 57 yards on five receptions. Like not like I wouldn't say. Oh my God! Top ten wide receiver numbers in the first game back. Well, oh, I'm I'm as I'm as biased as they come. Alvin Kamara did not play well he, yesterday. Taysom Hill's your leading rusher when, by far. When Alvin Kamara comes into his own next week against the Bucks, that's going to open up everything for MT Jarvis Landry and Mr. Lave. Shout out Jarvis yeah, Landry. Huge game. Huge game. Yeah. 114 yards, no touchdowns, but insane. I think that that's going to be one of the most underrated pickups of this offseason. Jarvis. Yeah, he's a good wide receiver. And yeah. the Saints have some weapons around him. Jameis, they didn't play well the first half, came back alive. Jameis started playing well. I think the first half, the only thing they had was a Taysom Hill long rushing they touchdown. Kind of crazy. Not did Taysom Hill play much? I didn't really watch much of the game, Liam. Did. Uh, he played in the first half, but, you know, as, as Jameis got going. Yeah. Start throwing the ball more. It'd be interesting yeah. to see if they stay away from him more because they played much better in the second half, or, like, are they going to keep – Running Taysom out there and running these trick plays like this. I just think, you know, it, it's kind of ridiculous that they paid him this much money yeah. for a guy that's not a not a quarterback. He's not really a tight end. What, I mean, what 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 is he? He's just a guy just on the field. Football player. Just a, <laughs> just a football player. Yeah, I, I'm not a big Taysom guy, but hey, I'm just happy we won. It's ironic. The Saints fan is not a big Taysom guy, and the Giants yeah. is, is a big Taysom guy. How about uh, the rookie Drake London? Sick name, by the way. Love the name. Yeah. Uh, for the Falcons, five receptions, seventy-four yards, leading receiver for the for the uh, Falcons. Not like he has an elite QB to throw mm-hmm. him the ball. He looked good. I mean, they were torching the defense. The Falcons' offense looked yeah. good because like they're doing going to their strengths. They don't have Mark Schmeier's not a great passer, but like his running ability, Cordell Patterson's running ability, like they were just getting the ball in the hands of the playmakers or having Mark Schmeier run it, and like it worked well. Like they did blow the lead in the end, but yeah. like. Saints could not get pressure on Mariota. They could not. Yeah. Honestly, you know, for a Falcons team, you know, took Drake London first round. I'm pretty sure he was out of USC. And, you know, not Julio's gone. I'm not even really sure what's going on with Calvin Ridley. Um, Kyle Pitts is kind of doing whatever. I, I think it's it's going to be a huge transition for the Falcons that they're entering. That they've kind of already entered since they lost that Super Bowl. And now that Matt Ryan's officially out of there, which is kind of weird to see Matt Ryan not be on the Falcons. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think they got some good pieces to build around. They got to kind of revamp their defense, but I know they got some young guys there. Um, I think it was a good first game. I think they could yeah. surprise some teams. The NFC's a little weak. They could they could go 500, sneak into a playoff game. Who knows? Like, they got potential. Mm. They still have that uh, chokers mentality inside of them. They do. All right, let's talk about the NFC East, the – Patriots go down to the Dolphins. Tua, Tyreek. Yeah, it was they, they played really well. Like Tyreek, uh, Tua under underthrew a bunch of balls. Like there was a bunch of times yeah, where like some funny Tyreek was breaking up interceptions out there. But like 
Tyreek Hill's just crazy. Like he, where they got him the ball, got him in space. Like he was just breaking through guys. Jalen Waddle had the that, big that play at the end. Seven? Yeah. Oh, that was killer. Mike McDaniel's has that offense moving. I like the offense, and I think it'd be dangerous. The Dolphins' defense looked good too. It looked really good. Matt Mac Jones was under pressure all day, and I, I'm very happy. This is the year. This is the year of the Pats' downfall. I think. I think I'm. I'm locking it in. Cement it. I know Mac Jones got a lot of love last year, but like overrated yeah he's just so overrated system quarterback he's a very big system quarterback he cannot elevate guys around him like they don't they don't have enough guys around him to like do anything with him like yeah. he's just getting hit non-stop like he's he's decent he's just not spectacular yeah. i have a message for our uh all our pats fans listening out there you guys have won enough welcome to a sub 500 season this year Ooh. book it book it oh wow Kind of unrelated to football, but uh, I saw today that a Dolphins tailgater accidentally left their grill on during the game, <laughs> oh, no. and there was a fire that destroyed eight cars, completely <laughs> destroyed eight cars. Wow. So just thought that'd be some interesting wow. news out there. They're well, on fire. If they were Patriots fans, they really had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Um, any quick takeaways on Mac Jones? Like, are, you know, are we – this is sophomore I just, year, right? I so, don't think the, pa- the Pats are a good team. Yeah. Wow. I don't think and Mac Bill, Jones is not the quarterback. Bill checks. Mac not Jones is not the quarterback. No, I, I, I honestly don't think any wow. Patriots fan could go in there like and watch him and be like, "This is guy going to be around for the next couple of years." Like, he's just average. I think you're underestimating the delusion of Patriots fans. I think <laughs> no, a lot of people true, would, right? would say like uh, that that Mac Dude, Jones is the guy. People were comparing him to Brady last year. Yeah, this is his second year, right? He almost won. Off I, I have a question year. for both of you guys. I asked this to Woody yesterday. If you're the Patriots, would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Mac Jones? Jimmy G. Right now yeah. or like going yeah. forward? Right now. And going right now. Mac. And going forward, like in the future, like oh. Mac Jones. Oh. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is this is week one of his of year two. I, if he's playing this way at the end of the season, then maybe we have a different conversation. Also the funny part is, at least in my mind, Mac Jones was a pro bowler last year, like how little do you trust the Pro Bowler? Like, he's yeah. stuck in as a Are you pro telling bowler. me a Pro Bowler throws three times yeah. in a game? <laughs> I mean, they did win, to be fair. They beat the Bills in that game. They only <laughs> threw three times, but still, come on. Yeah, it's pro just, Bowl quarterback? It's hilarious to me. Mm-mm. Okay, Rank. Yeah. Okay. It's your time to shine. Let him out. Let the, <laughs> let the beast out of the cage. I'd like to first hype up our entire division. The <laughs> NFC East... Three of our teams won yesterday and only lost to the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> and that's okay with me. We looked really well. Like, the Giants, for the first time in a while, I went in with no expectations, and I have no expectations. I'm not going to come on here and say they're going to make the playoffs. They're not going to. Really? We're not that good. They just showed, like, heart. Like, we had an offense moving. Saquon was going downfield, if that makes any sense. Like, typically he's very shifty and, like, tries to go – tries to get the big plays. But there was one play, like, epitomized it. Like, they threw a screen to him, and he's like – Two yards behind the line of scrimmage, and he could—he's got one guy against him, and he could try to juke him out. But instead, he just lowered his shoulder, put his head down, and ran over the guy and got four yards out of the play. Like instead of pick, taking the two-yard loss and like trying to get a big play, just get the four yards, keep the chains moving, doing something. Like, and the play calling when we had a bad play and we we're like forced first and fifteen, instead of like trying to get it all back on once or running a stupid running play, like quick little out plays against like second and ten, something more manageable, like. Just playing within ourselves, not like trying to do too much, was just amazing to see. And the fact that they just oh, Saquon played absolutely amazing, 161 yards rushing, wow. ridiculous. Like 
he is back. He's better than others. He's ready to prove people wrong. Daniel Jones played with himself, had a bad pick towards the end. That was should have thrown it over the top instead of a back shoulder. He's he's learning. Like Brian Dable ripped him apart in the skyline, which we love to see. Like you like seeing your when your coach yells at your quarterback to like try to get better. Like you don't want him being coddled like this. I think Brian Dale will bring the most out of Daniel Jones. He's not the future of the quarterback. He's not gonna like win the Super Bowl, but like he's gonna bring the most out of him. And the fact that they big shout out to Liam. They went for two. You're the way team. You go for two in the situation. And we love that. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you guy you have a guy who's got nine point one yards per carry. Yeah. Give him the ball yeah. and do what he can get you. He just ran over the guy. Like we thought he'd be stopped. Nope. Mm-hmm. He's getting in the end zone. The biggest negative, in my opinion, is once again, our two-minute drill defense was absolutely terrible. Multiple penalties in the last drive. And thank you, Randy Bullock, for missing a kick. And I feel like in my four years of college, most of the times when the Giants win, it's because the team missed a field goal at the end. <laughs> so that's not really encouraging. That's scary. Accurate. But overall, they, they played well, and I'm excited about the future. Very good, Sean. Very good. I'm not expecting much more. I don't like. We're not I'm, going I'm to happy the playoffs. For you, Sean. We're not going to playoffs, but it's a nice win. It's a learning moments. You never know. Yeah, you never know. It's growth. Hey, and NFC is very weak this year. Man. It is very weak. But I'm going with no expectation. We're keeping it low. They've hurt me too much before. All right, we're gonna do a rapid fire segment. That's we're just gonna call it new faces and new places. I got three games, new QBs. I want to comment from each of you on how this new QB did. Browns, Panthers, Baker Mayfield. Heart. Heart. Wow. I don't like Baker Mayfield, but he played really well down the stretch. He like put the team on his back. When he ran into that end zone to give them a touchdown, he was so fired up, threw it against the thing. That energy is just contagious in Carolina, and I think it was a great decision by the Panthers bringing him in. I think Hart is a perfect way to describe it. He played terrible. Yeah. Terrible in the beginning of the game, and he absolutely turned it around. He showed me. He showed Browns fans, hey. You know, you guys might might not believe in me, but I got some belief in myself. It was really nice to watch. Love that mentality. And he had some pregame, not pregame, but comments a couple weeks before the games. Got to come out and kill this team. You know, not his fault necessarily that a 58-yard field goal is going to do it. But, you know, that is what it is. Matt Ryan, Colts. Just a quick side note. Every team, or sorry, no team in the, NF- in the AFC South won a game yesterday, and two of the teams played each other. <laughs> which I just find hilarious. Matt Ryan, 350 yards, one touchdown, one pick. What do you guys think? I didn't really watch most of the game, but uh, I can just say the AFC South is boo-boo this year. They are terrible. Um, I mean, you got 350 yards. Good stuff, man. I, I don't like you. You were a Falcon. You were a choker. You know, I don't believe in you. Um, and obviously you can't win week one against a terrible Texans team either. So. It's a stereotypical Matt Ryan game. He gets lots of passing yards and does nothing actually like help you win the actual game. He just marches up and down the field and kicking punts and kicking field goals. I don't know. He's nothing spectacular. Like the Colts might see no playoffs with this, but like I'm not being like, wow, Matt Ryan. Not that Future. I not that I really care too much about the Texans, to be completely honest. But kind of uh, worrying they were up twenty to three going into the fourth and and gave up seventeen unanswered points I mean, in the fourth. They're a terrible team. They they didn't deserve to be up twenty to three to begin with. Rex Burkhead was their leading rusher. There was a crazy <laughs> yeah. There was a crazy play in the game for some reason. On like a third down play, they decided to bring in Jeff Driscoll, their backup Ooh. quarterback, to run a run a play action run. <laughs> and I'm just watching. It's like the announcers like stunned. They're like, "Is Davis Mills hurt?" And then they're like. 
oh no, he's coming back in the game. I guess this was a design play. Like, it, Lovey Smith, I don't know why he's got a job, but whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just blasphemous and confusing. <laughs> Lovey Smith was terrible to the Bears, went to Illinois, and was terrible yeah, in Illinois, and now he's back in the NFL. Uh, why? Praying for that team. Um, last last team of the segment, Commanders, Jaguars, Carson Wentz, 300 yards, four touchdowns, two picks, and the W. What do we think? He played well. Good for him. He, he, he had a, he had a, a lot of enthusiasm. He had a good fourth quarter, I would give you that. Um, showed spurts throughout the game, but, like, it's Carson Wentz. It's nothing spectacular, but, like, he played well. They're playing the Jags. Yeah. You can take this one with a grain of salt. <laughs> okay, Sean, as the NFC East uh, fan – in resident fan that we have are worried about the commanders not even on the radar what's what, what's going on here um we'll be competing against them for second place i guess because cowboys without dak prescott's gonna be probably last place he's out like yeah. eight weeks he's out a while so looking we'll for second place i think the eagles are probably the favorites from this division um commanders can sneak up and do something as it's the nfc saying they could happen but i'm not terribly concerned about the commanders making a playoff real playoff push let's let's delve a little bit into uh eagles and and cowboys which one do you want to start with first let's go cowboys um sunday night game yeah sunday night game they played absolutely terrible there wasn't a touchdown score in that game until the end of the third quarter it was just Dak prescott did not look good he was getting sacked constantly bunch of red zone trips and like nothing to do about it i don't know and now he's hurt Weedon boys, not this year. <laughs> Dak looked awful, and the Cowboys just let Amari Cooper go for absolutely nothing, and it came back to bite him. They don't have a lot of uh, experience on that receiving core. They got Ceedee Lamb. They had three guys yesterday on their their starting their starting receiving core: tight ends, wide receivers that have caught a pass in the NFL. <laughs> their other four guys never caught a pass in the NFL: Ceedee Lamb, Dalton Schultz, and Noah Brown. Noah Brown was the leading receiver. He was. They're gonna Cowboys are gonna have some trouble this year. They're gonna have a lot of trouble. You, you guys know that meme where it's like the the Pikachu face and he's like surprised, right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen that yeah, meme? Yeah. That I saw today. It was uh, Cowboys get worse on offense. Cowboy like over the off season, Cowboys perform worse on offense, and then it's just like that they're surprised <laughs> that, they, that they're like worse at yeah. offense. Um, <coughs> I, I think yeah. the, the biggest curiosity I have for the Cowboys now is like they haven't announced how long Dak Prescott will be out. Broken finger. He says out multiple weeks. Like, there's backup quarterbacks around the league that could be better than Cooper Rush. I'm intrigued if they bring somebody like that in. Like, are we seeing uh, Sam Darnold coming from the Panthers? Mm. Or like, arguments like I know through that earlier Jimmy G's turn with yeah. the, is Jimmy G could they entice Jimmy G to come down to Dallas? Like, I'm intrigued to see what they do here. To keep the team afloat until yeah that comes. But just pray that this is just a fluke. Because if Cooper Rush starts these next six games. They're not winning a game. Just because Dak's out for a little bit, you can't just give up on the season after this week. I, I agree they need to find some sort of way to keep the ship afloat. Maybe just, stay at 500 until Dak gets back. They've shown in the past when Dak gets hurt. Like, I don't like Dak Prescott. <coughs> I don't think he's a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. But, like, without him, they are a god-awful very franchise. Very valuable to that team. Very valuable to that team. Tom Brady didn't even really have that kind of a game. It's Leonard <sighs> Fournette ran all over that team. To, yeah. To be fair to Tom Brady, and I hate him, but there were a lot of drops, a lot of drops. Mike Evans made an incredible catch for a touchdown. I think that was the only good catch that they had it's all a really game. Nice catch. I saw Cameron Brate just pass it through his hands time after time. Julio Jones had a decent game too. Uh, 
The Bucks just like they <laughs> casually have Julio Jones now. God. It's I feel like a lot of people fair. didn't really talk about that it's pickup. Fair. He played really well. He looked really good running wise too. I feel like Tom Brady's mind might have been elsewhere. I, I, I did hear that he's having some marital problems yeah. with Giselle. But Giselle tweeted for him. Yeah, yeah. Giselle tweeted her oh, okay. support for him, so good, maybe good. he's over the hump. Like, who knows? It's not really our business to be uh, investigating the marital <laughs> uh, affairs of Tom Brady. but We'll send her uh, Liam's video and do some investigative journalism about yes. Tom Brady's love life. You'll see his story on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess maybe one more game before Monday Night Football. Packers Vikings, Devonte Adams, uh, out received the entire <laughs> Packers receiving core single handedly. And you know who you know who that is on? Aaron Rodgers. Take a pay cut and allow your team to win a game. You just lost arguably the number one wide receiver, and you were playing with scrubs yesterday. You couldn't you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn, Aaron Rodgers. And whose fault is that? Only yours could have taken a pay cut could have had him stay you didn't and and you just got embarrassed embarrassed by the vikings he looked terrible aaron Rodgers coming off the the mvp oh my gosh give it a rest give it a rest. i think i, I, I like think this guy. game proves that the the vikings are the favorites in the nfc north like there's no wow. doubt about that i think so like it, they, they went in there and absolutely destroyed him. There was not yeah. even a game. Justin game. Jefferson at 184 yards, two touchdowns. Like, my God. Like, there, there, there was some, like, highlights about the amount of balls. Like, obviously, Aaron Rodgers didn't have a great game, but, like, they just kept dropping the ball constantly. <laughs> A.J. Dillon is the most receiving yards for the Packers. The backup running, running back. Like, that's ridiculous to me. And I, I, I completely agree with Liam. It's completely Aaron Rodgers' fault to take a pay cut. Look what Tom Brady's done. Like, look at the guys around Tom Brady because he, like, takes less and brings guys in because people want to play with Tom Brady. Nobody wants to go play with Aaron Rodgers. There's a reason. Is the Packers receiving core, is it the worst in the NFL? Oh, it, outside of, like, the Bears. I, I, I think the Bears re- could be better. Darnell Mooney yeah. is a decent wide receiver. He would be the number one on that team. I can't think of another team that's got worse than them. Terrible. Romeo Dubes. <laughs> Who? Yeah, is the most receiving yards for a wide receiver on the Packers. Christian Watson, Josiah DeGura. Who are these guys? Sammy Watkins is on the team. Jawan Winfrey, Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's still there? What is he, 50? God, this wide receiving core is terrible. Oh, Lord. Hey, you you do have to give credit where credit is due. Justin Jefferson, absolute monster. Yeah. He was crazy yesterday. Dalvin Cook had a good game on the the, uh, ground. It was a good game. Kirk Cousins did enough. I, I think Kirk Cousins sneaky MVP sneaky candidate. MVP candidate. <laughs> yeah, I'm kicking myself because someone told me I should draft him because he was gonna have a good year, and I I did not do that. Yeah, I'm very glad you did not trade Joe Burrow to me before this yeah. game because Joe Burrow had a terrible yeah. game. And yeah. Guess who got stuck with Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. He was greedy. He, he was. He, greedy. he got very greedy with the money, and he's paying the price for being greedy. Mm-hmm. Don't be greedy. Do you guys want a quick trivia question? Yes. Four minute night. Yeah. Let's go trivia. I'll read some ads Monday night. Okay. Quick trivia question. Um, do the first one. There are seven pairs of brothers in the NFL. Jeez. Can you name the seven? Yeah, TJ and JJ. Yep, that's one. And Derek. And Derek. Yep. Does that count as two or no? That's just one. Okay. Um, 
Bosa and Bosa. Yep. Yes, there you go. Oh, Cook and Cook. Yep. Who's the other? Dalvin Cook, Cook and his, his brother. Joe James Bills. Cooks on the Bills, yeah. a rookie. Oh. <laughs> uh, do are we gonna be able oh, to get it? Oh, is is uh, who? Is two of the there's two the, of the major ones. The two ones. that used to be on the um, well, first Kelsey and Kelsey. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two that used to be on the Pats, both of them. McCordy's, they've retired when retired. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't Shaquille Griffin retire? Yeah, Shaquille yeah. Griffin. So not Shaquem, them. Shaquem. Shaquem, yeah. Um, I'll give you this one you won't get. Zach Martin and Nick Martin are brothers. They're in the NFL. <laughs> there's one you should get. Like, there's a big one, in my opinion. Oh, boy. And if you watch Red Zone, there's another big one because they score touchdowns minutes apart from each other. Really? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of cool. What teams? No, that's too easy. Uh, Would it be easier? No, one's like on the Lions, one's on somewhere else. Amon St. Brown, Equanimous St. Brown. Oh, come on. I, I didn't know there were two St. <laughs> Browns. There's a guy named Equanimous. <laughs> yeah. oh. That's my new favorite player. Equanimous. Right. One, one last one. pair of brothers you, you, you should get. you it's obvious? It's obvious. They're both major parts of their teams. Really? There's been, like, talks about them. Like, they were probably the biggest brother pair last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, then I feel really bad for not getting this. <sighs> Wide receiver, cornerback duo. Oh, Diggs and oh, Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stefan Trayvon. How did Trayvon play this 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 game? Get cooked. He got cooked. Good, good. Mike Evans. There was one play that Chris Collins was trying to hype him up about, and it was because the safety came over the top yeah, and helped exactly. bail him out. Safety made the hit. And Chris Collins yeah. was joked on television. He's like, I laugh watching Trayvon Diggs play because every time a guy tries to cut in, Trayvon undercuts the route, and the guy just goes over top, and <laughs> there's nothing. Chris Collinsworth did not have a good announcing game yesterday. He either. had no voice. He lost his voice. Poor guy. That's like um, like in basketball when you just go for steals and you just get cut like yep. yeah, back door. It's just every time. Yeah, it's, you're going to get a steal every now and then, <laughs> but like going to get burnt a lot. Yeah. All right, quick advertisement before we do our famous, exciting, awesome – Wonderful Monday Night Football picks. Got the Sunday scaries? Relax. With Sonic Bliss every Sunday at 10 p.m. Sonic Bliss is designed to help you unwind with three hours of trip-hop, dream-pop, acoustic, ambient, and world grooves. No, it's not a love song show, but if you want to make out to it, that's fine. Totally fine with us. Chill out with Sonic Bliss Sundays at 10 p.m. on VXW... Whoa, no, that's not a V89.1, The Roar. And also, listen every Wednesday at 9 a.m. for Radio Survivor. Radio Survivor has been covering and supporting great radio from college and community broadcasters to internet radio and podcasts since 2009, hosted by Matthew Laser, Paul Riesmandel, and Jeff Jennifer Waits. Radio Survivor every Wednesday at 9 a.m. on WXVU 89.1, The Roar. All right, Monday Night Football picks. We have the Seahawks, Broncos, not sure why this is a uh, nationally televised game. I get that Russell Wilson's coming back to play his former team. This is going to be well. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make my prediction yet. But is it in Seattle? It's in Seattle. In Seattle, six so and a half. I'm curious to see whether CenturyLink. It's not even called CenturyLink anymore. I don't know what it's called anymore. Whether the not? F- is it Lumen? Lu- oh, yeah. No, you're right. Lu- Luma something. So something like that. I'm curious to see how the Seattle crowd treats Russ Wilson. I'd be disappointed if they did booze. A lot of incentive here to come and get the W. There was a report that came out last week about how um, Russell Wilson was angry when uh, Pete Carroll and um, John Schneider 
were scouting um, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at their pro days when they were before they had been drafted. Apparently, that angered his camp, which it doesn't really make sense to me because I think that's just doing your due diligence. But neither here nor there. So obviously, it wasn't the cleanest breakup, as a lot of details are coming out that it was not smooth sailing under the surface of things behind the scenes. So should be a lot of storylines going on tonight during <coughs> the broadcast. What do you guys think? Um, I don't think Seahawks respected Russell Wilson enough during his time there. They never gave him an offense line, never gave him a running game, never gave him support that he needed. He gave him good wide receivers. DK Metcalf, good wide receiver. Lockett's decent. But, like, I think he feels slighted by them and understandably slow. So, because I don't like how they looked at Patrick Holmes. If that's true, then I understand, completely understand it because – it's the difference between like Aaron Rodgers and looking at backup quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is like 37, 38. Russell Wilson is a prime at like 29. Like, why are you looking at other quarterbacks? Like, he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to go in there. He's going to be mad. <sighs> Broncos are going to cover six and a half. Let's ride, as uh, Russell Wilson's oh, got to say. Oh, Lord. Broncos win, cover, huge game. I'm predicting by over 10, maybe even two touchdowns. Seahawks, Geno Smith, terrible. Easy cover. I think six and a half is, I think this is a trap. And I'm going back to my ways. I ended off the season, if you guys don't remember, I went on a five-game little win streak, little pick streak to end it. And my my strategy, two words, fade, (laughs) Sean. Ride, Hawks, ride, baby. I'm taking the Seahawks. Trude, I hope you join me. You think the Seahawks are going to win or just cover? The cover, cover. Cover. <laughs> Seahawks are going to cover. Six and a half. It's a sizable line. Um, Seahawks Nation. Let's ride. The gentlemen have put me in a uh, do it, tough position here. <laughs> want to address a couple things. Um, yes, he's still young. He is 33, not 29. But yes, he's still young compared to Aaron Rodgers. Just wanted to. Well, when Sp- Patrick Holmes was coming out, he was 29. He was 28-29 when Patrick Holmes was coming out of the league. Oh, I see what you're saying. I, I apologize. I misunderstood what you're saying. Um, and, you know, it, I agree with what you're saying, that Russell Wilson was, you know, kind of slighted by the Seahawks. He never, never had an offensive line. Um, outside of Marshawn Lynch, a couple years. In, I loved when Thomas Rawls was in Seattle. <laughs> I Baby beast mode, loved that guy. Um, but, you know, not a really consistent – Number one running back, RIP Chris Carson. That was, I really liked Chris Carson. Um, but it's funny you say that because I think while that is true, the defense, the Legion of Boom felt the exact same way when they were all out the door because I think a lot of them expressed that they thought Russell Wilson was coddled a lot by management and uh, treated had preferential treatment by management, even though he wasn't getting the. I don't. I don't know what in what exact ways he was getting preferential treatment by management but uh, a lot of the players like Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas have expressed that um, which is sad but yeah uh, that, I guess that just reemphasizes that this is going to be a very uh, heated game a lot of storylines a lot of emotions and <sighs> you guys tore me apart I think it was it was it Saints Seahawks last year when I chose the Saints chose the yeah. Saints I got torn apart, and I think I'm going to go Seahawks. Jeez, oh, Geno Smith. You know, maybe it takes a little bit of time for Russell Wilson to click with the rest of the team. 
I don't know who's going to be guarding DK, but unless it's Jalen Ramsey, I think DK should have a good game. Tyler Lockett's fast. They got a lot to prove. Um, sneaky end of the season uh, success was uh, Rashad Penny. La- I had like 600 yards, six touchdowns in the last si- like six or five or six games last year. That Don't quote me on those numbers, but something around there. So we used our first round pick to get an O-lineman which, ironically, we do that once Russell Wilson <laughs> leaves. Um, it's really just Geno Smith is going to completely win or lose this game. Uh, defense is young. Bobby Wagner's gone. K.J. Wright's gone. Earl Thomas is gone. Cam Chancellor's gone. Richard Sherman's gone. All my favorite players are gone. Officially, like this, this Legion of Boom era with Bobby Wagner leaving is officially over. Um, so, you know what? I'm not going to be surprised if the Broncos win by 20. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go Seahawks cover six and a half. I love it. I love the sport. I respect <laughs> it. Oh um, so, yeah, yeah. I want to do a since last year we talked about this division a lot, and they've just gotten better. I feel like it's only fair that after the first week we do a quick AFC West division winner prediction. I like that. I like that because this division studs like Russell Wilson coming in. Who the Chargers get? Who's the defensive end the Chargers got this offseason? Uh. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Khalil Mack, and yeah. Chasey Jackson, who yeah. was the breakout star for yeah. the Patriots last, last year. Like, these guys got better. Devonta Adams to the Raiders. Like, Chiefs lost some guys, but they're still the Chiefs. I guess let's start with Liam. Like, who's winning the AFC West? I said last year that the Chargers were going to do it, and they underperformed very heavily. Mm-hmm. I think I think this is this is it. Justin Herbert's going to have a, a breakout year. You know, they've had the pieces there for a while. Defense is going to be insane this season. I think it's going to be Chargers, very close behind Chiefs. And I go Broncos, Raiders. That That's my uh, that's my order. True it. You want me to rank one yeah, to four? Yeah, rank one to four. This is tough. This is, uh, this is tough. I'm going to go Chiefs number one. It's so hard to rank the Broncos, especially since we haven't seen a week of football from them. I apologize if I sneeze in a second. Um, Raiders ended up I, – I, you know what? Okay, I'm going to go Chargers too. I'm going to go Chargers too because I treat Josh – excuse me. I, I treat Herbert like Josh Allen in my mind. They're both poised to just completely break out. Josh Allen seems to have the better team around him. But I think Herbert is uh, is poised for a breakout as well. We keep saying it, kind of like we keep saying about the Bills. We keep saying that the Chargers are going to break out. And now, like you guys alluded to, they they brought in some some pieces to get the job done. Got the win over the divisional uh, foes and the Raiders. It feels wrong to put the Broncos at four because I do like the Devontae Adams pickup. So I'm going to go Broncos, Raiders. I completely understand. I, I might have like all of those in the wrong order, but that, that's going to be my order. I'm going to go Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. I think I'm going back with Liam. I, I like the Chargers this year. I feel like just Hermes could put it together. Their special teams has been their biggest problem forever, but I feel like they're going to put it together. <laughs> and the Chargers going to go one. Chiefs, it, I could see a tie where the Chargers win the tiebreaker. Like I think it's going to be very close between the two teams. I think Chiefs get two. Um, I'm big on the Broncos this year. Broncos get three. <sighs> I know the Raiders got Raiders, Devontae Adams. Raiders just got better too. They didn't look good though the other day against the Chargers. Like I did, I wasn't impressed I, by them. Chargers are a great team. I know. 
but I'm going to put the Raiders number four. I think they're three or four. I think I think the top two is going to be the top two. I don't see the Broncos or Raiders sneaking in between the two of them, but we'll see. You know what? We could all be totally wrong. Oh, we could. It could be Raiders, Broncos, Chargers, Chiefs. Anything could happen. Yeah. Okay, before we move on to baseball, way too early, really quick, MVP candidate, MVP prediction, who we got? This is a uh, cop-out answer, but I truly believe it's going to be Josh Allen. That, that, fair enough. It's got to be a quarterback, right? It's never not a quarterback. Like, I want to say Saquon, but it's not going to be Saquon. It's uh, Patrick Mahomes has got it. You were going to say Saquon? <laughs> I like that rank. It's a bold Saquon rank. might win Offensive Player of the Year. I'll say that. Because they don't simply give like a quarterback it. for that, so I feel like he's got a chance for that. I like that take. I'm going with my boy. Mr. Lamar Jackson. Oh, my God. He looked incredible. He looked incredible. I'm sorry. Get a room. He's just so much fun to watch. So much fun to watch. (laughs) You knew it was coming. Come on. Okay, and lastly, quick, Super Bowl prediction. Who's playing and who's winning? Bills. Oh, this is tough. Um Bills, Rams, Bills win. I think Rams turn around. Interesting. Interesting. Chargers. I like that. Wow. I like that a lot. Vikings. I like that a lot. Chargers over Vikings. Wow. There you go, Rank. Uh, This is for uh, all the Philly sports fans listening. I got Bills, Birds this year. Great pick. I think think that's great. All all the Birds fans, you guys aren't going to win. I'm taking the Bills. This is the year they finally break through. Rank, I really like Chargers, Vikings. You think the Chargers winning it? Yeah. I, I like the Vikings this year. When you think about the teams in the NFC, I don't know, the Vikings just keep saying after. They got the wide receivers. They got the running backs. They got the defense. Like, Kirk Cousins is the above-average quarterback. I think they've got the pieces in a not-great NFC to get the, get out of that conference. Sean, I rarely say this about your sports picks and takes. I love that take. That's I think that I, I agree. I love how it's, like, not a common take, and I think it ac- it could actually yeah. I I love that take. Thank you. Perfect. All right, quick commercial, and then we're going to be doing some MLB. Uh, we'll elaborate a little bit once we start the segment, but I'm really excited to actually be a part of this uh, discussion now. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. But we're going we're gonna to go to a quick commercial break. Now, here's your three-day weather forecast for the main line. Showers today with the threat of thunderstorms this afternoon, high of 79. A chance of thunderstorms continues tonight, a low down to 66. Morning showers will give way to partial sunshine for your Tuesday, a high of 79 degrees. And lots of sunshine Wednesday, high of 80. Listen to WXVU for programming through our partnership with Philadelphia's Germantown Radio. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. for PA Youth Voice, where high school students discuss important civic issues. For more information on Germantown radio programming, visit gtownradio.com. Have a voice for radio? Need to get your hands on audio-video gear? Does journalism or writing interest you? How about photography and capturing memories? Villanova's media organizations are open to all majors and include 89.1 WXBU, VTV, Tech Crew, The Villanovan, and The Bel Air Yearbook. 
Come hang out with an awesome group of creative students and find your home in Villanova's media programs. Stop by Daugherty 102 to learn more. Brought to you by the Office of Student Involvement Student Media Programs. Welcome back, everybody, to Fun in the Locker Room. Um, I'd like to reintroduce myself. Hi, my name is Truett, uh, resident Padres fan. Recently got into uh, baseball thanks to these two this summer. Just honestly because there was no other sports going on, and I've had a lot more appreciation for the sport in general. Um, disclaimer, I did become a Padres fan before the Soto trade, um, so please don't call me a bandwagoner. <laughs> I could have chosen the Dodgers, so I want everyone listening that's angry to know I could have chosen the Dodgers, so so watch your mouth. I mean, you could have chosen the Angels. Could have chosen the Angels. <laughs> but God, that, team, that, that team's awful. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to let you guys do your segment, but I'm excited to be a part of it now. Now I know what's going on. We didn't get to talk about baseball for a while, but the New York Mets are incredible this season. First place in the East. <sighs> Just everything's coming together for this team. Uh, right now, they they have a couple guys out with injuries, but pitching-wise, lineup one through nine, there's one hole is at our catcher spot, but this team is so complete. We have two of the best starting pitchers in baseball, and Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer. The best closer in baseball, and Edwin Diaz. We got, in my opinion, this is gonna this is gonna scare a lot of people. <laughs> top two shortstop in Francisco Lindor. We got Pete Alonso, Marte, Brandon Nimmo, Escobar, Escobar. We got guys Anna. all over the field. Now Mark Kanya. We got big donut Vogel back. We got some dudes on this team. Did you just say? Donut Vogelback. Yeah. Well, you've heard his quote, right, Truett? Oh, yeah. He hits his home runs like he eats his donut in bunches. <laughs> <laughs> and as of lately, this team has been really good. Really, really good. Uh, yeah, there's like a couple concerns. Obviously, the Braves caught us for a day. We were in second place for a day. As I think the first time all season we were in second place. But, like, the Braves are really good, and it's going to be a battle towards the end because mm-hmm. getting that – Winning their division is huge because then you avoid playing the Dodgers and the Braves until like the NLCS, and we can play like the Cardinals, who are obviously a really good team. But like, I'd rather play the Cardinals and the other teams, and mm-hmm. we need to get that second spot. And it's going to come down to the wire. There's my biggest concern right now is the fourth and fifth starters because Walker has not pitched well recently. He pitched really well yesterday. Yesterday, but like in the past couple games, like yeah. he's not pitched well. He's had he's had a history of like collapsing late mm-hmm. season and. Obviously, your top three with Scherzer, DeGrom, and Bassett went healthy are mm-hmm. one of the three best pitchers in baseball. Like, I think you could argue they're top go, top best three. Going into a playoff three. series, you're confident that you have – You're going to win two of those games. Six of the seven yeah. – in a seven-game yeah. series, six of the seven games because Walker will pitch mm-hmm. one of them. You have extreme confidence going into mm-hmm. those games. So that's a huge thing, and Diaz closing the game out. I'm excited for McGill to come back. Mm-hmm. Need some bullpen help. Like uh, some of these starters, like transitioning, like David Pierce will be the bullpen. Like McGill, McGill, Andrew Smith back. Yep. This team's gonna. This team's prime. Trevor May will be back. Yeah. He hasn't paid well, but he'll Adovino's be back. been yeah. pitching unbelievable. Lugo's, Lugo's been pitching good. better. Like I don't know if you guys saw um, the. I think it was Bleacher Report. Walkoff had their their top ten MVP candidates for the NL, and Diaz was like fifth or something. Yeah, like that, there we which go. Which is crazy. And I I have Diaz on my fantasy team, so I, I'm really invested. I also have Marte. I'm sad that he's out with the Man's hands. crazy. But, but uh, yeah, Diaz is just like – I mean, that's just crazy what he does. 
it's a revelation. Like, I, if you would have told me this freshman year when I was watching oh in my, my room, gosh. and every time Diaz came out to the mound and they blew a lead or gave a home run, that he would be doing this, that there'd be they didn't trumpets. Invite, the Mets would invite a celebrity to come, yeah. like, play his walkout song. Like, my yeah. God. This team's something special this year. He's, like, the only guy I can ever remember. And maybe there's somebody else. But, like, a New York baseball player who's come in and underperformed badly for, like, multiple years. And everybody writes all the hates him. And then all of a sudden he does this. Like, Turned it around. The pandemic almost helped him because he gave him a year where, like, nobody was booing him. And, like, he could, like, mm-hmm. regain himself. It's been lovely to watch. I was trying to play the trumpets, but my computer's having an issue. And, you know, the rest of the season, the Mets have a very easy schedule. I don't want them to care about the Braves. The Braves are a good team. They're yeah, there. Yeah, Braves are going to win. The Mets have an easy schedule. All they need to do is take care of business in this division's ours. Yeah. Who, who cares what the other teams do? Just take care of what, what's in front of them. And we play the Braves end of September, early October. Mm-hmm. I think it's like September 30th weekend. It's one of the last. Is that the last series? Second to last. I think we play Nationals yeah. special series up. But, like, that's going to be the big series. Mm-hmm. We win one, we get the tiebreaker. Winning that series, would I, in my opinion, depending on what we do the rest ice. that's like icing it up. Like I think we're going to ice it before then. I'm hoping. It'd be, no it'd be hard to. to do it before then because like, if we get swept by them, we need to be over a three-game lead going into that series. No reason not to. Sweep the Cubs this week. We're going to be in good shape. You you guys are so good that you don't really have to worry. Well, you, you have to worry a little bit about the wild card race, but I have to fully worry about it. Um <laughs> I don't know if you saw I, I when we were doing the football segment. I saw on my phone that last night they said the Dodgers clinched the division, yeah. and then the MLB came out this morning and said it was a mistake, and then they actually haven't clinched it yet. They jinxed it. Yeah, Dodgers are going to catch them. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, our twenty game deficit <laughs> for the division lead. But um, what what are the uh, there's like four teams that are competing for three spots, right? Mm-hmm. It's the Braves or the Mets are going to get a top wild card. Yeah, they're not really competing for this. Phillies. Padres and the Brewers are right behind you guys now. All separated by less than four games. Yeah. So what do you what do you think it ends up being? I think Two I think the four, Phillies Michael. are gonna sneak in there as the what is it? They're gonna be second wild card team. Yeah. Okay. I have I have faith in you guys. I think the Padres I mean, you don't play the Dodgers anymore, which Thank God. Hey, you know what? We we really won, good for you. We, after getting <laughs> swept, we had a series just now and uh we, we did win one of the games. Yeah. And we almost not, <laughs> not almost won last night. But it was two two at one point before it was ten two. But yeah, the the Padres schedule coming down the stretch isn't terrible. Like the Rockies, a bunch they do play the Dodgers three times. But oh, the, they have another yeah. Series. There's another series against oh the Dodgers, which kind of sucks. But other than that, yeah, the Rockies, the White Sox, and the Giants. So all should those be winning series. So I, I think you should be fine going to the break. I'm assuming the Brewers are gonna play the Cardinals one more time, and the Cardinals are absolutely on fire. So like, yeah, you guys play the Cardinals too. Cardinal, I mean, with Pujols and what he's doing, and, and Goldschmidt and yeah. Renato, like this, wow. I'd be surprised if you guys don't. I, I think it's going to be Phillies and Padres for the final two spots. Honestly, like, I have some mixed um, opinions about the season, just especially with the Tatis news that just really kind of, you know, what a roller coaster to, to be on. When, when, you know, you start the season, Machado is just looking like an MVP and he's kind of carrying this team. And then, you know, you get Soto, and we're just like, oh, my God. Tatis is coming back soon. And then he just gets suspended. We lose all momentum. It's just been a, you know, hater. His first few games of those has, like, a 16 ERA. He's not even <laughs> yeah. closing anymore. It's just been a, a a roller coaster of a season. And I don't even know, like, what expectation, you know, as a new baseball fan, a new Padre fan, I don't even know what my expectations should be. 
But, you know, our pitching, I like Musgrove a lot, but Blake Snell has been god-awful. <laughs> has you been good? You's been all right. Clevenger, Manea is just eh. Nick Martinez, though. I like he's you one like of, he's, he's I like him. I like him a lot. He had some like insane stat the other day. I'll pull it up if I can find it, but yeah, I don't know. I really like like our, our, our batters, you know, having uh you know, Profar lead off and then and then Soto Machado. I think that's just a great way to open a game. Um Crone zone. <laughs> Kim has been playing really well defensively, which I think even if Tatis did come back, I think they would try and keep Kim they I guess put Tatis where where Grisham is at center field and then mm-hmm. leave Kim at shortstop because he's been amazing defensively there. And he's been hitting some some dongs too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean we'll see. I, I how do, how does the playoffs work? Like if we were the f- so you're second be, wild card. You'd be the seventh if, seed. We're the third wild card. You'd be the play? third wild card. You'll play the Cardinals. You'll play the Cardinals. More than likely in a three-game series. Which oh. all is, games which, in all games are in St. Louis. That's better though than playing the Mets or the Braves. It's a lot better than that. Who who gets a bye? Uh, Dodgers and the Mets right now. It's a first. It's a top two teams. Yeah. In oh, each and league. then there's four left. And yeah. So whoever yeah. gets that second wild card spot is playing. The Braves or the Mets in the first round. Yeah. So it's probably the Phillies. Yeah. Oh, so it's honestly better to, to be the seven. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a pick your poison. I yeah. wouldn't want to play the Cardinals. Cardinals are a good team, but is the NL like the better league? Yeah. This year, oh yeah. It's not not even close. I think the top th- three teams in the Dodgers, are, Mets, Braves are yeah. the top three teams. I don't, I don't think it's very you close think, either. And the Strohs. And the Strohs. I was gonna say Astros. I think the Strohs, but they also. I mean, they haven't had to play. They haven't played anybody. Anyone. Like uh, Yankees fans, yeah. we'll talk about Yankees in a second. But like the Yankees <laughs> jumped out to this ridiculous like lead and like their record it was like, amazing. And you look, but you look at the teams they're playing. They're playing the A's half the season. Like the Mets' record would be amazing if they played the A's half the season. Bless, Bless you. you. Thank you. Like I don't know. The A's, the AL is just not nearly as good. The NL is a lot better. There's great teams up and in the line. Like yeah, the Padres are amazing. Like the Padres could have been a Division winner in the AL. If they had Tatis, oh, yeah. I mean, you look at the Central. (laughs) The Guardians are are in first place in the Central. They only have 73 wins. Yeah. Uh, The NL is the the division, the uh, league to be in, and I think the MLB champion will come out of the NL. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, Quick talk about the Yankees. Um, I thought, I'm going to be honest, I was really excited. I thought they were going to lose it. I thought they were going to blow the lead. It's down to four in the loss column right now. They got a big series win over the Rays this weekend that kept them from doing it. I don't know. It's possible. I wouldn't count their chickens yet, just yet. They got a uh, two-game series at Boston, three-game series at Milwaukee. Who knows what could happen, man. Milwaukee goes on a tear, you might be in trouble with that. Don't say that. I I would not. I'm not counting them in. But the Rays have a tough, tough schedule on the stretch. Yankees are a little easier. Like the Rays play the Astros again at some point. Like Yankees had an easy schedule. They lost a bunch to Oakland. Lost to the Angels. The Rays have five in Toronto. Three. Oh my God, they have nine in Toronto and three against Houston. Like I don't think they're gonna. No, sorry. Never mind that. You never know. Nine against Toronto and six against Houston in the next. End of the season. I don't think the Rays have it. Tough. You think they'll still make the playoffs? Uh, possibly. I don't think they'll fall out of that no. spot because right now it's Toronto's also kind of interesting because yeah. Toronto plays the Rays a bunch. Like Toronto could sneak in there. It's Jays, Rays, 
and the Mariners right now in those three spots. Yeah. And I what is it, four and a half game lead over the Orioles, I believe. Which shout out to the Orioles. Ah, I want to get into this later. But we'll talk about our biggest surprises and disappointments this season. Five and a half game the Jays have in the wild card. Yeah, over they're, the they're fine with that. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun playoff. Uh, the White Sox playoff are doing it. We'll get to play around for a second. Yeah. So why don't we get into it? Biggest season disappointments and or surprises. Um, to start off, the Orioles. They were 500... They were at one point they were ten games under five hundred at the beginning yeah. of the season. Looked down and out. Going to be another just another season for them. Came back at the All Star break, traded away two of their All Stars, mm-hmm. and they're still fighting for a wild card spot. They're over five hundred. This is gonna be the first time. They're six games over five hundred. I'm gonna hope this is the first time the Orioles are gonna finish above five hundred in years. It's it's exciting. The Baltimore team they're turning around. They have like. I, you, they have a direction they're going in yeah. towards. You well, love it. I mean, it, it does help when you have the best prospect in baseball. Arguably the best catch right now in Athlete Rushman. Yeah. Who just came up, and he, he struggled at first, but he looks like an absolute beast right now. And, you know, they got some, some dudes that can play. They're a fun team to watch, and, and they have a lot of fun playing, playing on the field too. Uh, the Mariners too. America's team back at it again. Looking like they're finally going to break their 20-year <laughs> playoff drought, which I think is just incredible. Shout-out to them. They got some dogs, too. Julio Rodriguez got a huge yeah. contract, like over $450 million. Like, it's crazy for a rookie to get the money. I love that, though. Locking down their young stars. And, hey, he delivered yesterday. Yeah, but delivered big time. Have we not learned? Has, has baseball teams not learned yet? Very few of these 15-year contracts ever work out. You're seeing in, like, year 13 and 14, you're like, Everybody hates him. Like, why are they on this team? Like, look at Pujols with this huge contract in, like, Anaheim. Like, nobody wanted him at the end. Like, they don't want these guys. Robinson Cano's contract did not work out. No. Like, I don't know. These things don't work out, in my opinion. Yeah, but, I mean, it changes the culture, too. They haven't they haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. They haven't made the playoffs in 20 years. On I'm the flip side, talk about uh, Team Near True at the, the Los Angeles Angels, or the Angels of Anaheim, whatever they are. <sighs> How do you have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani and are just garbage? How does that happen? It really shows that like two guys can't make a baseball team. It's you team need sport. a team around them, and I just don't understand how every year, every year they just could constantly underperform. Did Did you guys see the game? It was like a, a couple months ago when they had seven solo home runs and lost the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, against the A's. Wow. It's just there's a lot of teams in the AL have disappointed me this season. Like the White Sox, the Twins, like yeah. they made big offseason acquisitions. Like the White Sox, a bunch of guys there that they played well last year. Like they were a young team that made the playoffs last year. We were like, oh, they're gonna do it again next year. Nothing. Twins signed Correa. Like they brought guys in. Mm-hmm. They just underperformed this year. The AL in general just disappointing. Even the Blue Jays to an extent. Like yeah, people expect the Blue Jays to challenge for this division. They're six games back, and they I guess they got in striking distance. But like, come on, like their lineup is ridiculously good when healthy. Like, they fired their manager halfway through the year because they were really that bad. Really good pitching, too. Yeah. They've got the pieces that they just can't put them together. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this a little earlier, but Albert Pujols, three home runs away from 700. He's at 697 right now, only behind Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and the great Babe Ruth. Will he get there? 
Got about twenty something games left. I'm hoping his pace, dude. He, he's been on fire. He, he's got to get there, right? He's got 18 home runs this year. Like at his age, it's crazy. That's crazy. Is he retiring after the season? Yeah. Oh god. So he's got. He's got last year. Do or die, right here. He's got to do it. And he's on a tear. I'm loving it. I'm hoping he gets it. Like the big storylines to watch is Mets Braves and then Albert Pools, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just want to. I, that, that stat I was looking for. I don't know how to interpret how good this stat is, but apparently Nick Martinez is the first pitcher to have four holds, eight plus saves, and ten plus starts in a single season. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I don't know. That's how versatile. That. Really Very is. Versatile. I really like this guy, and also look at him in the. I love these uniforms. They're I think those Padre uniforms, uniforms are underrated. I think they're so cool. They're they're very they're just flashy. not baseball, like, but they're like flashy. They're California. Yeah, yeah. that's that's what we're about, baby. Um. Yeah. Anyways, that's all I want to say. But yeah, I'm excited for the playoff race to come down. We'll see how it goes. And how many weeks left do we have of the regular season? Um, it ends like the first week of October, so we have like three or four more weeks. Got a couple more shows, and then playoff the, baseball. Uh, playoff baseball. Should the I start? Mets. Should I start betting again? Season ends. <laughs> no. October fifth. Don't do it, Trip. We're all 21, so we can talk about betting now. <laughs> if you were, if if you have. FanDuel account. Go on there. Futures bet. MLB. Mets championship. Lock it in. Yep. Me and Liam are going to a parade yeah. this season. Yep. Probably should have gone there at the beginning of the season. Did any of you guys take that beginning of the season? No. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't find it. Oh, But you were going to? Yeah. Of course. Did it last season. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. So, yeah. So, we'll get some baseball. I guess we don't really have... Any NBA. I do want to say I, I got a notification that um, a KD back to the Warriors trade was oh. discussed at one point. Really? Because uh, Curry said this on a recent podcast or show or whatever, that because they believe KD is, quote, misunderstood. misunderstood. If he's misunderstood, then the entire world, there's something wrong with us. But I, I don't think that's the case. Misunderstood. Dude, you're playing professional basketball. I have one final trivia question. If you guys want it, go yes. for it. Um, since fantasy football has been a big thing around these days, oh, darn it, this stat lost it. Um, let me find it. Fantasy football is big these days. Everybody's getting excited. We got our drafts. We did our draft. Um, exciting. We liking our teams. Liam's team is absolutely terrible. Probably gonna. They underperformed. Lose it. Um, top. This is a little fun stat because I feel like running backs is always a position that. People always talk about last year. Can you predict? Can you tell me who the top five running backs in scoring and fantasy were last year? Last year, last year, are there gonna be some surprises on here. Eckler, Eckler was number two, yeah. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, yep, Jonathan Taylor was number one. <laughs> Chubb, nope, Chubb wasn't even top 10. DeAndre uh, Swift, nope, uh, I guess though. He's not was Alvin Chubb. on there? Nope, Alec Meyer was Dalvin. Like Dalvin, nope. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go, like, Gibby. Was Gibby on there? Antonio Gibson? Nope. <laughs> what a guess. <laughs> he was top 10. He was top 10. Yeah. Take that. Uh, Fournette? Nope. He was six. Oh, Derrick Henry? Yeah. Nope. Oh, no, he got injured. Yeah. He got injured. Oh, that's right. What a lot of touchdowns. Edwards Hilaire? Nope. We gotta be missing some obvious ones, right? They're like not obvious. Like ones like kind of obvious, but there's some like they're starting running backs. Aaron Jones? Nope. What? 
Oh, uh, does Debo count as a running back or is no. he a receiver? No. Two of them are from the AFC North. Where's the North? Oh, it was Mixie? Yep. Mix- oh, Mixie was four. Not Chubb? Najee? Nope. Najee. Najee was three. Oh, wow. And who are we you're missing number you're five? You're missing one, number five. Is he obvious or no? Not really. NFC guy. I'm not sure if he's even the starting running back anymore. I couldn't tell you who the starting running back in this team is. Really? Yeah. It's not. Don't say it was Miles Sanders. No. Okay. NFC West. James Conner. Yeah. Oh, James Conner from the Cardinals. From the Cardinals. I had him in fantasy. It's just because he was a red zone lord. Yeah. Who was the starter on the team? I think it was Conner. Yeah. It wasn't Edmonds, Chase Edmonds? No. I think they're both not on that team anymore. He had 15 uh, touchdowns James last Conner's year. James still on the cards. Yeah, they only had seven, oh, only still 752 yeah. yards and 15 touchdowns. <laughs> Interesting. That's what they do. They get down the field and only run it in the red zone. Yeah, it's like, that was a good trivia question, Sean. Yeah. Well, that was pretty good. Thank you. All right, everybody. Gentlemen, we are so happy to be back. This was so much fun. I wish we could go on for another hour uh, because, trust me, we have a lot more to talk about. But next week, same time, 11.30 a.m. Monday, I'm loving our new time. I think everyone else is, too. Um, NFL, we're going to have week two, more overreactions, more dumb takes, more Liam loving Lamar Jackson, all that good stuff. And hopefully another Giants win. Probably we'll be crying about the Seahawks. Lose. Uh, we'll, we, we won't say yet. Um, Hopefully it's more MLB. Maybe we'll be talking. Do you think we'll be talking about Pujols hitting 700 next week? Or is that it's possible. Possible, but pr- probably not. He won't get not, – not not by next week. End of the season, he'll get there. Okay. Got to believe. Hopefully another two or – hopefully two. Yeah, hopefully it'll be 699. Yeah. Nice. Point is, you don't <laughs> want to go anywhere. You want to be here next week. Clear your schedule. I don't care what you're doing. 1130 a.m. Mondays. Be here. 89.1 FM. WXVU. Fun in the locker room. Twitter. YouTube. Podcast. Go <laughs> – Get a tattoo of Fun of the Locker Room. Get a poster. Spotify. Spotify. It's on Spotify, too. Send us a photo on Twitter if you get a tattoo that says Fun of the Locker Room. We'll send you something. We don't know yet. Anyways, take care, everybody. Have a voice for radio? Need to get your hands?